Okay, Shalom Aleichem. We are, uh, we are doing a tshuva directly connected with Shmona uh, Sabatama. Shiva Sabatama was on Shabbos, and today's the 18th. Uh, and uh, it's the tail end of the 18th of Thomas right over here. The question that the Avnei Nezer raised is in, in, in tshuva, Tov Chof Vav 426 is, What if, if Shiva Sabatamas and then in turn Tishabav will come out on Shabbos? And they're pushed off to the next day. A child who becomes an adult on the 18th, does he have to fast or not? And, and the question is a, is a conceptual one. We, we uh, have a rule that's, that's based in the Mishnah that uh, when Tishvah falls on Shabbos, so we fast on the 10th. The same thing when Shiva Sabatamas falls out on Shabbos, we fast on the 18th. That what is the what is the uh, conceptual nature of that obligation, and that's what the the Avnei Nezer is is asking, and, and he right away says says one side of the of the equation, Chuba, lechora nira pashut It seems simple. It seems straightforward that the fasting the next day is making up for the fast that, that was on Shabbos, but we didn't do. We did nothing of fasting on Shabbos. We came into Eif Shabbos Shabbos. It's impossible to fast on Shabbos. So we fast on the first. The korban the that you're supposed to bring when you go up to the Beis Amigdus, the Olas Re'iyah, so that when it falls out on Shabbos, so according to uh, Beit Shammai, you bring that on on Cholamoid. Uh, the thing that according to Beit Beit Shammai, you 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 offer it in general uh, on on Cholamoid, and Beit Hillel says that when. When Yom Tov Rishon falls out on Shabbos, then even according to Beis Hillel, you, you offer the Re'iyah and the Chagiga, those two korbanos. Um, Tosas ask the, a, a question. We, we have a principle with regards to people that are, are chayev or not chayev on the mitzvah of Olas Re'iyah, the mitzvah of Aliyah Laregel, of making the pilgrimage. So if somebody was not fit to make the pilgrimage on the first day, let's say he was, he was, uh, he was lame in a way that he wasn't able to make the pilgrimage, but he then got better on the, on the Cholomite. So, so uh, the approach that says that the subsequent days are making up for the first day. So then if he wasn't fit to do it on the first day, so then, he has nothing to make up. He doesn't make it up. And then if you can't, if you, if you don't have to make it up with a korban, you can't make it up. So uh, with a korban, that's an obligation. So, so uh, Tosa says, wait a second. According to Beit Shammai, if Yom Tov falls on Shabbos, you push off the, the Olas Re'iyah, the burnt offering that is offered uh, when you make the pilgrimage. 
to Cholamoy. Don't we have a principle, says Tosos, that only somebody who is fit to do it is able to push it off? So on Shabbos, it wasn't fit. Shabbos wasn't, wasn't the day when you're able to offer that korban, according to Beis Hillel. The person is able to. This halacha, this is the way Tosu sounds. Tosu sounds simply that if the person is able to, fine. If there's some external thing that is stopping him, like the time factor, so then you can make it up. So you could say the same thing in our situation that uh, true. Uh, you weren't able to fit, you weren't able to fast. The only reason you were able to fast wasn't with regards to the person, that the person wasn't fit to fast. The person was fine. Just the, the, the Shabbos came in and said, this is not a day for fasting. However, there is a Gemara that Tosus points out, the Avni Nezer points out that that seems to Pros of difficulty to Tosvos. Um, in another situation where it talks about making being fit for a for a korban. So uh, again, the Turiyevan like saw through these vastly different, seemingly different areas, but he said, um, if you have a Nazir, so the Gemara says. That if a nazir becomes tame on the eighth day at night, so he's not fit to offer the sacrifices, and therefore, whatever halachas uh, fall from there, uh, fall from there. But the 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 main point is a a uh, a nazir who is not fit for sacrifices. Um, has certain dinim, and the halakha is that if a nazir is at night, um, when he can't offer those sacrifices, so so points out the Turayev and the Gemara says that he is is uh, considered not fit to offer the sacrifices. So wait a second. Don't we have the same phenomenon? Isn't Tosas's principle that if a person is ready, just there's something external like the time that is stopping him, so we consider him fit to offer sacrifices. So if that's true for Shabbos with regards to the Olas Ria, that should be regard that should be true with regards to nighttime, with regards to the Nazir. So even though the Nazir can't offer his sacrifices at night, but that's an external thing. The person, as a person, he himself is fine for offering the sacrifices. Just the time is what's holding him back. So the the Abne Nezer quotes a a sefer Noda Basharim, uh, who I'm not familiar with. I made a note to check it up. I did not check it up. But the Noda Shearim uh, says there's a difference between nighttime when there's no korbanos tiber that you're able to for, to to offer. As opposed to um, to Shabbos, when when you are able to offer korbanos sibur, so there's no korbanos that you excuse me, there's no korbanos that you offer offer at night, 
but you can offer korbanos uh, tzibur during Shabbos. So therefore, there's a difference. Um, based on this, so even though, um, so then, then we should say, wait a second, isn't Shabbos like night? Because you don't fast on Shabbos. We don't have fasts on Shabbos. So answers the uh, answers the Abdinis. Well, no, we do. We have a Tanis Chalom. What's a Tanis Chalom? Somebody has a difficult uh, uh, dream. Uh, so there's a fast that he does called a Tanis Chalom. Um, now, stepping aside the issue of, of whether we do this or not nowadays, does anybody do this or not? But just assume that we do this. This is done even on Shabbos. Meaning if somebody uh, had a bad dream Shabbos night, so he would fast on the next day, Atanis Chalom. So that's a fast that would be done on Shabbos. And by the way, it says that he's supposed to do another fast uh, during a weekday for that first fast. Meaning he's got a fast on his fast. Now, um, it follows then that Shabbos really is fit for fasting. What kind of fast? Atanis Chalom. But this gives us a difficulty. And the, the Avnei Nezah's whole thrust in this section of the Chuvah, in this section of the Responsum, is trying to see if we look at uh, the 10th of 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 and the 18th of of uh, of uh, Tammuz as tashlumin as making up for the fast that was on Shabbos. So what the, his methodology is is to look at the rules of making things up and seeing if this fits into the rules of making things up. And one of the rules of making things up is that you have to be fit for the first thing in order to make it up later on. So if you were uh, fit to offer the olas re'iyan, uh, so so you do make it up. If you were fit uh, to offer korbanos uh, nazir, so you're categorized as somebody who is fit for offering korbanos nazir. So the so Tosus had a difficulty. Again, I'm summarizing. Tosus had a difficult. Uh, uh, Tosus said, uh, "Wait a second. We see that somebody who is lame on the first day of Yom Tov." Even though he gets better on the later days, he doesn't offer the olas reiya as as a um, as a tashlumin as a makeup sacrifice because he wasn't fit on the first day. Asked Tosas, wait a second. Uh, doesn't Beis Hillel say that if the first day was on a Shabbos, you do offer it during the week? Answer: Shabbos is something external. Shabbos. This is something external. That Shabbos, the person was ready, just the time was problematic. Uh, I we find a, uh, 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 this contradicts another Gemara, which talks about night being a time which is not fitting for korbanos. Isn't night just time and external? So, so this uh, Sefer Note of Bisharm, which the Avnei Nezer uh, goes with, holds that there's a difference between night and Shabbos. Shabbos is fit for korbanos. Night is not fit for korbanos at all. Okay. Um, now, wait a second, but if we're following this direction, Shabbos is fit for a Tanis Chalom. 
that's going to that's going to bring up a difficulty. If it follows, then that you would only be able to make up the whatever you would have done for a tanis chalom. On a tanis chalom, a, a fast that you do over a bad dream is only eating and drinking. It's not uh, the the five inuyim, the five different types of of, of practices that we don't do on Tisha B'av. Uh, it's not. Uh, it doesn't include wearing shoes and washing and, and, and intimate relations. It only is eating and drinking. So, so says, um, uh, says the Avnei Nezer, it would follow from that, that uh, a Tishabav that was pushed off should only be prohibited at eating and drinking. We know that's not the case. We know that where it's prohibited in all of the, all of the five things. So he suggests um, Yom Kippur. Maybe um, you see where my where my cursor is. Kevin Mishkachas Tanis B'Shabbos Shechol Bo Yom Kippurim B'Yom Kippurim Aser B'Chamisha Inuyim. You Shabbos does have one situation where you fast and you do all five types of, of, of prohibitions. And that's when Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos. Now, that seems to be itself problematic because this Shabbos, the Shabbos of the 17th yesterday was not fit for Yom Kippur. And the ninth of Av is not fit for Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur can only fall out in the tenth of, of Tishrei. It's the difference between a Tanis Chalom that you theoretically might have had a bad dream on the seventeenth of, of Tammuz on the ninth of Av. So um, the Avne Nazer uh, brings a proof text from a a Gemara in Psachim, a Tosos on a Gemara in Psachim, and the upshot of it is. Uh, by way of analogy, that even though this particular Shabbos was not fit for the five Inuyim because Yom Kippur didn't fall on it, but the halachic category of Shabbos is fit to be uh, a day when the five Inuyim are going to take place. Uh, and, and, uh, and the Avnei Nezer has an analogy with one of the halachas of matzah, uh, which, is, which is spoken about in that Tosfos. So it ends up that um, uh, the, uh, the category of Shabbos is fit for the five days. Now, based on this, as an interesting reading of a Gemara in, in uh, of Yerushalmi. We, we in the Ashkenazic world, I say we as an Ashkenazic, but, but in the Ashkenazic world, the practice is that not only the week before the week the week uh, that Tishabov takes place within uh, we have special prohibitions, but like laundry, let's say, and uh, but even from Ashkodesh Av, and we even have other pro other prohibitions that we do during the three weeks during uh, the the seventeenth of Tammuz through Tishabov. Uh, so the 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 week, but but in the Gemara it speaks about the week that Tishabav falls out on, and the Rishalmi says that Tishabav that falls out on Shabbos 
Both the week beforehand and the week after are totally mutter. In other words, when, when Tisha B'Av falls out on Shabbos, you don't have the concept of Shavuot Shechalbo. You don't have the concept of this is the week that Tisha B'Av fell out on. Not before and not after. We don't say that uh, even though the 10th of Av is the day you're going to fast on, we don't consider that week um, the Shavuot that, that the week that Tisha B'Av fell out on. We still have a minog to continue uh, the the what we call the the the, the nine days restrictions until the day after Tishabav, Chatzos um, on the tenth. But the um, but working within the realm of this Yerushalmi, so the 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 Yerushalmi goes on to say of Mahu. What's the deen about afterwards? So. So the, the, the commentators on the Rishalmi says it refers to when Tishabah falls out in the middle of the week. What's the rule? Um, it ends up, though, then, that even though uh, when Tishabah falls out on, a, on, a, on one of the other days of the week, so it would, in general, be prohibited to do laundry afterwards. When Tisha B'Av falls on the Sunday because it's pushed off, you see from the Gemara that, uh, that it is not considered a Shavuot Shechalbo Tisha B'Av. Well, wait a second. Didn't we fast on the Sunday? You see the difficulty? The, the Yerushalmi considers when Tisha B'Av falls out on a Shabbos, that it's not, we don't have an issue of Shavuot Shechalbo beforehand or afterwards. But wait a second, don't we fast on the first? So what we, on, the, on, the, on Sunday? And don't we say, why shouldn't we say then that the subsequent week at least has a Shavuot Shechalbo Tisha B'Av with regards to afterwards? So he says it must be that Tisha B'Av is really Shabbos. And the ni- and only the ninth above, and the what we do on the tenth is only tashlumin for the ninth of of. Okay, um, now, uh, he goes through the ins and outs in this next. Uh, section, uh, which we're not going to do inside, of of uh, of the different aspects of Avelis, uh, and and we're going to skip that for now. The issue of of uh, Avelis that's done in private and Avelis that's done in in public. In general, we don't do any public Avelis on Shabbos, even when it comes to to uh, to personal Avelis. So, in general, uh, there is no public avelis on Shabbos, and uh, the 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 prohibitions that we do uh, on Tishabav really conceptually wear two hats. 
there is one aspect that they are practices of mourning, but there's another aspect that they're practices of a high level fasting. So what, what he seems to be going towards is that only the fast day aspect exists with regards to the, the, uh, the five inuyim, the five types of, of, uh, of uh, afflictions, but the mourning practices, those that are, and some of those are both, uh, wearing shoes is both a fast day practice and a morning practice. Uh, anointing is, and bathing, those things are both fasting and morning practices. So, um, so Tishabav wears two hats, but it will only wear a morning hat, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, with regards to uh, private acts of avails, but not public acts of avails. Okay, that's, that's, that's what that paragraph is about. Okay, so all of this has been one direction that says Tishabav and Shivasabatamas that fall out on a Shabbos, like this year, the 17th of Thomas falls out on, on, on Shabbos. So when we fast on the 18th, like we're doing today, that is tashlumin, that's making up for the fast that really was supposed to be on Shabbos. And he went through all the ins and outs of it because in general, Shabbos is a day which is fit for, uh, for, for fasting. Um, uh, so so, uh, so therefore, we, what we do nowadays is tashlumin. Okay, all this. Now let's look inside at Zion. It's on the screen at the top of the screen where my where my where my cursor is. This all applies to somebody who was an adult. Somebody who was an, was an adult on the uh, on the uh, on Shabbos and was chayev. So then he makes it up on Sunday. This is not the case for a child. Let's say somebody was a child on the 17th, but became an adult on the 18th. So it would follow that a child who's a Bachar Bar Mitzvah and he mamish becomes a Gadol on the 18th, he becomes an adult on the 18th, his, his 13th uh, birthday is, is on the 18th. So he was not chayev at all on the on the seventeenth, and what he does as chinuch as as uh, if you're going to say there's chinuch for that, if what he did as chinuch uh, uh, would not make him uh, obligated on a on a on a tashlumin level. Now, uh, two other possible directions uh, to explain the fast, and that it would follow that a bar mitzvah boy would fast. Up until now, if you're saying that it's such lumen, a bar mitzvah boy would not fast. However, maybe he has a rule of somebody who visits a place where there's a public fasting. In other words, let's say there was a fast day declared because of some calamity and somebody visits that place. So, so he would have the din of somebody who visits a place and he would have to act along with the other people and fast along with them. Somebody who comes from a place um, to a place where they're fasting, even though he himself was a place where they're not fasting, and he intended to return. The rule is that he should fast along with them. Maybe we should say that this boy 
who is not obligated to fast because uh, he he was uh, a katan. He was a child and not obligated on the 17th, even though he's, uh, and, and so he's an adult uh, now on the 18th, but he's not chai because he doesn't have the obligation of Tashlumin, but still maybe has the obligation of joining in a fast that he's not obligated in, in order to, to not uh, veer from, from, from common practice, from whatever everybody else is doing, to not um, uh, break off from the community. The reason to, to fast along with everybody is that if somebody doesn't follow the practices of everybody else, so that will create machlokas. It's similar to the law of lotis kodudu. Lotis kodudu means if you have, we don't, ha- we don't want to have multiple customs going on in the same place. Again, the ins and outs of that are, are can can sometimes get complicated um but the uh the reason is so here uh if a person came from another place so that might create a machlokas if there's one guy eating uh, and he, he talks, even if you eat privately, still it's, people can tell if you've eaten or not. In your own city, when this, this bar mitzvah boy, so he's not uh, going to create a machlokas. Everybody knows that he's a special kid. The whole point is that somebody's coming from somewhere else. Um, so so uh, they don't know about it. But just like we say with regards to chumras that we don't, we're not worried about a person doing a chumra because it'll create machlokas. Okay, but, but now in the bottom of the ninth, he brings in a... Um, Yochim, that was baseball imagery, American baseball. But at the very end of, of the tshuva, so he brings something that says totally the opposite. We see in the tshuva sarashba, what's the din of tashmishamita, which is private, a private morning uh, uh, practice? What's the din with tishabav that falls out on Shabbos? Chuva, there's no morning that is done on that day. We say that you can put on your table uh, food. Fit for a king. You can do it just like Shlomo HaMelech, the Torah, the Tanakh, describes Shlomo HaMelech's uh, uh, lavish feast. So you could do that yourself on, 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 on Tisha B'Av. Um, and uh, you don't have to worry. So similarly, he says the Rashba, there's no, there's no fasting. Uh, when it comes to, so to speak, old Avelos, meaning when it comes to the Avelos of, of, uh, of connecting with an event that happened long ago, the events of the Kurban, so uh, we don't say Avelos Shabbat Sinanog. We don't say that private 
morning practices are done. And certainly this is the case. And here he goes. Because they totally uprooted the fast from the ninth and they, and they obligated it on the 10th. So now, um, with regards to Tishuva, I guess this applies. I mean, again, maybe he's adding an extra, an extra knech that with regards to Tishuva, really Tishuva might have been on the 10th because the base and Bekdash mostly was burnt on the 10th, but the beginning of the burning of the base and Bekdash was on the 9th, and that's why Tishuva got the, got the main, uh, the main uh, observance. But According to what he's saying, Tishabov was shifted to the tenth. It would follow then that the obligation is really on that year a yudba of obligation. Tishabov was not a fast at all, according to this. Tishabov Shekholios Peshabas is, is a non fast day that happens on Shabbos. And the tenth is the obligation. That's what Chazal were metakin in that year. Chazal were metakin. And in the year when Tishabov falls on Shabbos, do it on the 10th. So according to that, a boy who's bar mitzvah on the 18th of, of, uh, of Tammuz or the 10th of, 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 of would be obligated to fast because that's when Chazal were metakin in that year to do it. It sounds from there that the 10th is not a day of Tashlumin and that they totally uprooted it from the 10th and they made the 10th uh, from the ninth, and they made the ninth a totally non uh of day, and the tenth is totally a Tishabav day. According to the approaches, and that is the Ashkenazic uh, direction, that that there are private morning practices on this Shabbos. So, according to this, it would follow that uh, the understanding is. That uh, that when Tishabav falls out on Shabbos, it's really a day of Tishabav, but the fasting is pushed off to the next day. It's Tashlumin, and then we we'll follow that a child is uh, who becomes bar mitzvah on the 18th or on the 10th of Av, so he's not uh, he's not obligated. It is um, it is uh, it is a Tashlumin. He's not obligated to do because he was never fit for it because he was a child. He was not obligated at all on the, on the, um, on the night, on the 17th. So uh, it ends up that the Avnei Nezer's Psak seems to be that, uh, that Shivasar Batamas that comes out on Shabbos. Tishabav that falls out on Shabbos. When we do it on the 18th of Tammuz and the, and the 10th of Av, that's Tashlumin for the Shabbos. That's, that's making up for the fast that we really were, so to speak, supposed to do on Shabbos, and we didn't do because of Shabbos. Uh, and then it would follow that a bar mitzvah boy who is bar mitzvah on the 18th, so, uh, so it is, uh, he, would, he would not be obligated to do it on the 18th. Uh, I'll just add that I was looking for, for what, uh, what others say about this. I saw in a, there's a wonderful calendar called the Varbe Ito, written by Rav Genat of, of uh, Bnei Brak. And uh, a very, very thick calendar. And he writes there in the very beginning, it brings a lot of halachic material. So he writes there about a Bukhar bar mitzvah that the poskim argue about this topic. And sometimes they're lenient for somebody who is an especially weak 
who has an especially weak constitution. So if there would be a bar mitzvah boy who is particularly uh, weak and it would be very, very difficult for him to fast at his, uh, at his uh, uh, young age of 13, uh, just turned 13. So he would, uh, so they're lenient and they rely on the Avne Nezer and apparently other poskim who hold this way. Um, so those were the, the two directions. The, the Chakira was, do we view a fast on the 18th or the, or the 10th of Av as Tashlumin for Shabbos, as uh, making up for Shabbos? And then it would follow that a bar mitzvah boy is not obligated. Or do we view it as, as they uprooted, they changed the date, Chazal changed the date from the 17th of Tammuz that year to the 18th, from the 9th of Av to the 10th. That's what the Rashba sounds like. I just want to add that in the, in the Tanakh, so uh, the fast days are referred to as Soma Raviv and Soma Chamishi, the fast of the fourth month and the fast of the fifth month. It is only Asura Bateves whose date appears in Tanakh, uh, but uh, this is called, so it could be, uh, and this I once uh, heard explained, and I, I know it's connected with a, with a, a, a statement about uh, fasting on a Friday and a Sarvatevis, but but um, the um, the idea might be that because of the special nature of this obligation, that it's on the month, the fourth month or the fifth month, it could be that they this is a support for maybe they're uprooting it from the 17th to the 18th, from the 9th to the 10th, because the obligation was to do a fast in the seventh month, in the fourth month and in the fifth month. And, and you're doing it in the fourth month and the fifth month. And Chazal had the leeway to shift the day. Okay, that would be on that second direction. Anyways, that's what I wanted to share with you uh, about uh, this, the Avdei Nezer's uh, tshuva about a boy who becomes bar mitzvah on Shiva Sabatamos.